0: news drives markets and every day montel's experienced reporters are on top of the stories that shape european market developments can you afford to miss out go to montelnews.com for the latest price driving stories and a free trial
1: Hello listeners and welcome to the Montel Weekly Podcast, bringing you energy matters in an informal setting. My name is Richard Sversen. Today we're talking energy demand and hydrology. I'm joined by Eilert Ellefsen of Energy Quantified. A warm welcome to you, Eilert.
0: Yeah, thank you, um, Richard, for inviting me to this uh, weekly uh, podcast.
1: How are you doing in these times?
0: Well, I'm doing well here in, um, in the southern part of Norway. Mm-hmm. where the uh, infection uh, has not been so severe. There could uh, be uh, some changes during summertime because so many Norwegians are now uh, planning their vacation in south of Norway. So there could be a new uh, wave of um, infection rate here, through which we are not so happy about but uh, we'll see how this turns out
1: fingers crossed and all the best um i'm sure as as people are can't can't cross international borders or it's very hard to do so then uh, people will stay have what they call, you know what we're calling staycations but um good to hear you're coping well Eilert um are you missing the football season Oh, are you watching Bundesliga reruns? Yeah,
0: I've been lo- watching so many reruns uh, l- last month. But uh, I'm looking forward to see uh, to watch f- uh, uh, football without uh, audience. Mm. That uh, is not so important. It's if matches on professional level can be started in some countries. That would be nice. But uh, the general football for youngsters, I'm a bit more afraid if they can start. I think there are more difficulties in um, starting on this level.
1: Absolutely. But um, we're not here to talk about football as much as we could do Eilert. Um So I, I want to start off by talking about uh, energy demand, electricity demand chiefly really. In the Nordic region we haven't seen consumption been affected to such an extent as in other, other areas. Um, What's the reason behind that, Eilert?
0: Well, the main reason must be the um, measures taken from the authorities and the um, infection that really uh, hit uh, Italy, France and Spain. We have not seen that uh, extensive level in the Nordics. Uh, We're happy for that. So that must be the main reason we saw. In these three countries where consumption dropped by nearly 15% just in a couple of weeks.
1: Mm, that's enormous, yeah.
0: Yes. And in the Nordic region, the um, consumption reduction has uh, been very limited, uh, only some two or three or four uh, percentage uh, compared to a normal level.
1: Okay. Well, that's that's quite extraordinary under, in the, these times. I mean, do you think there could be a delayed reaction? Maybe they, we could see some industry shutting down later in the year?
0: That's obviously a potential for that. I think the general uh, profile of the consumption uh, development uh, across all countries currently, the consumption level is determined by the um, measures from the authorities to reduce infections. And uh, and when this is, uh, let's say, partly opened up uh, in the society, I think uh, later on we will see the effect on the economic realities that this has uh, made. I think during uh, Q3, uh, we will see more effects of the economic realities. So far, this is not seen in the Nordic region. For example, we might uh, expect that the Norwegian power-intensive industry might do some uh, reduction if their market has been uh, damaged by this infection across the world, in fact.
1: So we should have a clearer picture in Q3 or Q4 this year about uh, how the demand for industrial products is is looking.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's a bit too too early. But in Norway, we get a weekly report where we can see the development of the power-intensive industry this kind of information is not available in most countries. We see only the total consumption. So we just have to make some evaluation. How can this be explained by this share of industrial consumption in a different countries and so on
1: not everywhere is as transparent as the nordic region right so
0: that's correct but we don't see these numbers weekly from sweden or finland it's only norway that had this weekly uh, update on the different categories of consumption
1: okay let's i mean you mentioned the falls in other parts of europe i mean where was the, the most dramatic fall was that uh, in italy or in spain and it did it fall almost to 20 percent? did it Buy 20 cents
0: in Italy, we saw the fastest reaction or the earliest. But uh, Spain and France followed, uh, let's say, one or two weeks uh, delayed. And um, I think in these countries, we saw at the worst nearly 20 percentage reduction in consumption, but now. This has recovered partly, and I think it's about the 15 to 10 percentage reduction we see these days.
1: Okay, and that's in Italy, Spain, and, and, uh, and France, where you can see clearly that uh, the demand is picking up again.
0: Uh, yes, that happened just after Easter, and uh, now it's uh, a question how fast it will recover. But it seems like it has stabilized now between uh, 10 and 15 percentage. For the other, most of the other continental countries, I think uh, we have divided uh, the countries in Western Europe into three categories. It's those three uh, worst countries, uh, France, Italy, Spain. And then uh, we have the Nordic, which is quite limited, uh, three or four percentage down, maybe even lower. And then the other countries in Western Europe, which uh, shows uh, quite... uh, a group there with around, uh, at the maximum, 10% reduction in consumption, uh, which is now being recovered partly. So, so there are th- three different categories that we have mentioned in a blog mm-hmm. story okay. we made uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay,
1: and that blog is on uh, ngquantify.com, right?
0: That's, that's correct.
1: Okay, so how about Germany in the UK? What's happened there?
0: Germany uh, haven't had that uh, strong reduction in their industrial consumption. Because, okay, uh, Germany has uh, a share of, ne- of nearly 45% of the consumption in industrial sector. But uh, they have not been uh, so much lower than 5% reduction, as I can see from my numbers. Okay. That's, uh... Uh, they have been up to nearly 8-9%, nearly but now they, haven- they have recovered. So we say around 5% reduction at the moment.
1: Fairly small compared to other parts. But... And Eastern Europe there's quite some uh, you know uh, quite a concentration of power intensive industry there too
0: yeah we've been following um, some countries there for example Poland Poland is really down 10 percentage so they have been hit uh, quite strong of uh, consumption reduction we didn't follow all these countries but we followed for example Slovenia because they were um, they have more transparent and uh, so they were down quite early uh, to 10 percentage and they seem to be uh coming up uh, a bit so let's say 85 percentage of normal let's say 90 percentage of normal at the moment so
1: i mean i, I suppose the million dollar question here is and it and it's time for your crystal ball Leila. you know how long will it take to get back to pre-covid 19 demand levels in you know in, in parts of europe southern europe uh, germany the nordics
0: yeah we made um A simple estimate of that, we made three scenarios, one fast, one base, and one slow recovery. As an average uh, for Europe, Western Europe, we say that in the base scenario, our assumption is that by end of year, we are three percentage down in consumption, uh, which uh, may be a bit optimistic. So maybe the slow scenario, of nearly five percentage reduction is more realistic so something there between three and five percentage at the end of year so um, let's say for a simplification if we say that the level by end of 2021 then we have reached back to the normal that we uh Estimated for 2020.
1: So it's going to take uh, some time. Um, but I think what's also been quite striking here, Ailid, is that uh, you know there's been no security of supply concerns, have there? I mean, um, there have been no blackouts or no incidents, as far as um, as far as I'm aware, anyway.
0: No. Uh, as long as you have reduced consumption, you normally see a better supply situation. Mm, mm. But it's quite interesting. Uh, to see what happens in the French nuclear industry.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: With this huge reduction in uh, yearly target from around 400 to uh, around uh, 300 terawatt hours, which is 25% reduction. And we see uh, prices for Q4 in France uh, has uh, spiked. So this situation in France, I'm really worried about the Q4 situation. Honestly, I I cannot really believe that they can have such strong reduction during Q4 as the 300 target uh, means.
1: I think that's probably the subject of a, of another podcast <laughs> in its own right, Eilert, hey, but uh, something we'll return to at Montel and certainly on the Montel Weekly. Mm. But if we can go from the demand picture to, to the hydrology, you know, currently in the Nordic region, we see oversupply of 30 terawatt hours a above normal is that fair to say
0: yeah i think the hydrological balance is around 35 terawatt hours Mm -hmm. uh, above normal
1: Mm -hmm. okay so it's even higher than i said yes
0: yes i wonder if you include this is including finland okay Uh, there are some uh, some companies i think that do not include finland Mm -hmm. or some references but we include finland so i think we can say that it is a kind of all-time high uh, hydrological balance
1: but um, so far in May, the spot price has been fairly high as well. so I think what what does this mean? Do, will the snow melting be be delayed, and how will that impact production and prices for the rest of this quarter and, and, and in July?
0: Yeah, I think the situation we now see with the rather cold uh, outlooks for next week, temperature dropping during the weekend, and so far, the melting process has not really started. So this means that the snow levels in, uh, across all countries, Norway, Sweden, and Finland, uh, will not be reduced this week or next week, which means that from the already extraordinary high uh, Norwegian snow level will be even more extreme when it comes to, let's say, the seasonal or the, the normal of this date of year. I would say by um, end of next week, which is the 17th of May, I think the snow package will just be a straight line. There will be no reduction, which means that uh, the melting process can be very intense and extreme and uh, the risk of flooding situation will really increase now. And I think that is, uh, I suppose, uh, the Norwegian uh, Water and Energy uh, Authorities, NVE, they will... Uh, provide a new uh, flooding risk uh, report uh, tomorrow. And I think this could be very interesting <clears throat> when it comes to just physical situation.
1: They'll come out on Thursday. We are recording on a Wednesday. So for those listeners who are unaware of that. But, um, so you've got the fear of flooding, but you've also got extremely low demand, uh, a massive oversupply. Uh, you know, How will the producers react here?
0: Yeah, we see that they will produce as much as they can. And we saw, for example, it was a week now with very strong uh, export because of low wind power in Europe. In Germany, so there was, uh, I think it's the yearly maximum export level was seen so the last week or maybe the week before. But of course, the uh, export capacity is limited, so this is what really limits the production at the moment. Could be then uh, nice to have a cable uh, toward <laughs> the UK, but uh, this is not available yet. So,
1: no, exactly.
0: No, so, so I think uh, there will be huge uh, losses of water during part of the spring and also when the reservoir uh, later on will be filled up. So um, there will be uh, an extraordinary situation that will uh, last several months ahead, I think. Uh, Maybe we will see some uh, easing of the uh, production pressure in September. I think we have to wait until September in in Norway, when it comes to Norway.
1: So the, the water will just flow past the turbines, uh, will be wasted. How long, you mentioned the oversupply of 30 watt, 35 terawatt hours in the, in the Nordic region, including Finland. How long do you think this will last, this oversupply?
0: Yeah, as I said, um, we will see. I can't uh, see anything else, That we will see this very extreme situation last until at least until August. <clears throat> and then we'll see if there will be some, how the precipitation uh, turns out during the summer. But uh, as long as there will be so much uh, spillage of uh, of water, uh, we will uh, see uh, maximum filled reservoirs, at least in Norway, also during August, and then everything can happen. It can be dry, it can be wet, so I don't have any scenarios of what will will happen uh, towards Q4 yet, but... uh, we will uh, have very filled uh, reservoirs at least until the end of August, as I see it. But I must also mention that also Sweden see a very strong uh, snow reservoir, in particular towards the Norwegian border. There, the snow levels are very high. And, and also Finland has reported of maximum snow levels ever mm, in wow. the, the northern part of Finland. So. Uh, This will be uh, a very interesting uh, spring for hydrologists.
1: (laughs) Okay, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you're very well placed there, Eilert. But um, (laughs) what does this mean for for prices? I mean, it seems to be pointing towards uh, certainly some instances of of negative prices, surely.
0: Yeah, I I will not uh, ignore this possibility even in in Norway. But uh, I think to discuss when you have prices maybe at 5 euro, Okay, you can discuss if prices will be three or four, but uh, this is uh, below any normal references anyway. So, But I made a view here that um, what can happen, what is needed to get a more stabilized situation and uh, if it turns uh, dry. And then I would say that I think you need uh, around 10 terawatt hours less precipitation than normal during, let's say, May, June and July to have a nearly normalized situation uh, during July and August. And this, I think, it seems unrealistic by current weather outlooks for May. So I think... This is more, maybe the more interesting uh, question. How reasonable is it to get such a dry situation uh, during the summer that you can have a rather controlled situation towards the autumn?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So it's not just holidaymakers who will be hoping for very dry months ahead. But how about, I think this, you know, you've you've highlighted and explained the situation in the Nordics very well. I It's obviously a very extreme situation. How about elsewhere in Europe? I mean, I heard some talk of, you know, potential you know very low rainfall in in central central europe
0: yeah there's some focus about once again a dry summer in uh, in germany and uh, with low uh, river levels and problems for agriculture and i think that could still uh, be the case for germany but there's not so much hydropower there so it's more the alpine region when i think of austria switzerland france and italy And uh, I've been looking on the um, precipitation conditions uh, through the winter, and it's been quite interesting to see how different it can be from country to country that we normally think they are close to each other. But uh, the fact is that the Alpine Ridge divides the Alpine region into four different climatic zones. So let's say... North of the Alps and south of the Alps can have quite different precipitation. For example, in February, both the weather was coming from north. North of the Alps, that means Switzerland and uh, Austria, they had uh, very much precipitation, nearly 150% of normal, while Italy, on the southern part, they had 25%. Wow. That mm. tells something about uh, how difficult it can also be. Uh, to have accurate uh, estimations of of snowfall and precipitation but uh, the general picture is that lately has been uh, quite dry I- in april across most uh, countries there so um, the snow levels is lower than normal on the other hand in some region France for example the uh, water reservoir is, is still very high after a very a wet uh, autumn. So the total situation is a bit better than what the snow itself tells us. But there's a deficit. I imagine uh, around 10 terawatt hours lower hydrological potential than than normal uh, in uh, these four countries.
1: It's something to keep, uh, keep an eye on for, for the coming weeks and months, and I'm sure you'll be keeping us informed, Eilert. So uh, that's about all from the podcast this week, but uh, we look forward to inviting you again, Eilert, and I'm telling us uh, all about how the year developed. So thank you for joining the Montel Weekly today. Eilert Elevsen
0: Thank you Richard and I'm looking forward to tell you more about these things later on
1: Excellent Listeners remember to keep up to date with all our stories on Montel News follow us on Twitter LinkedIn and subscribe on Apple Podcasts Spotify and wherever you get your podcasts from Thank you and goodbye